It's that time. The bell has rung. Mental punches are about to be thrown. Five, four, three, two, one. Get ready to face off with the strategies and tactics to take on the martial arts of everyday life and win. Welcome to the School of Crazy Monkeys podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Rodney King. Welcome to the School of Crazy Monkey podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rodney King, but everyone calls me coach. This podcast is inspired by my decades of coaching my modern martial arts programs, namely Crazy Monkey Defense, Monkey Jits, and Weaponize Your Body. In my time as a coach, I have taught both defensive tactics and inner risk management skills to special force military operators, law enforcement units, close protection teams, airline cabin crew, combat athletes, company employee safety programs, and everyone else in between. Through this podcast, I'm excited to reach an ever wider audience and share my knowledge with you, not only on how to keep safe and mitigate risk, but equally how I see the practice of my martial arts programs as a catalyst for personal transformation. With that out the way, let's jump in to today's episode. One of the most common questions I'm asked by my students is what can I do right now to improve my personal safety? Now, the thing is, building physical capabilities will take time to develop, but what everyone can begin immediately working on to improve their safety is what is often referred to as soft skills. So in this episode, I'm going to be exploring one of these soft skills, that of situational awareness. My approach is going to be a mix of somewhat academic with plain old common sense. Situational awareness is one of those hot topics often talked about in the safety and risk management space, but considering how much it is talked about, you often are left with no clear steps on how to develop and implement it. So firstly, let's start with a definition. Dr. Micah Ensley, a pioneer in the field of situational awareness, who has extensively researched and written about this topic, defines situational awareness as the perception of the elements of the environment within a volume of time and space, the comprehension of their meaning, and the projection of their status in the near future. What? I bet you're asking the same thing, and you're sitting there scratching your head. But actually, situational awareness is a pretty simple concept. In a nutshell, situational awareness is being conscious of your environment, and the people around you, so you can identify potential threats and respond appropriately. It's like having spidey senses minus the radioactive spider bite. There are a few different ways of looking at the components that make up excellent situational awareness. For Ensley, the components of situational awareness consist of three things. Firstly, that of perception. This is noticing important details in your surroundings, This means being aware of people, objects, and events happening around you. Secondly, comprehension, which is understanding what the things you've noticed mean and how they relate to your current situation. In other words, this involves making sense of the information you've gathered from your environment. And thirdly, projection. This is the ability to predict what might happen next based on your understanding of the situation. 
Projection helps you prepare for potential future events and make informed decisions. In summary, for Ensley, situational awareness is about being aware of your surroundings, understanding the meaning of what you observe, and anticipating what could happen next. I think she's right on point. However, as it stands, it can be quite hard to put that into practice. A more on-the-ground practical approach may be to use what is commonly referred to as the OODA loop. The OODA loop, an acronym for Observe, Orient, Decide and Act, was developed by Colonel John Boyd, a United States Air Force pilot and military strategist in the mid-20th century. Boyd initially formulated the OODA loop concept to improve decision-making in aerial combat situations, but it has since been applied to various fields, including business, law enforcement, and personal safety. The OODA loop is a continuous process that allows individuals to rapidly assess situations, make decisions, and adapt to changing conditions. You know, like an owl does when it's hunting for prey, except in this instance, we don't want to become the prey. Anyway, let's look at the OODA loop more closely and what that might mean in reality. Firstly, to observe. This is where you scan your surroundings, looking for anything out of the ordinary or suspicious. Here it's about keeping an eye on people's behavior, objects, or situations that could pose a threat. For example, in the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing, several spectators noticed the perpetrators and their suspicious behavior before the incident, but they didn't act on their observations. Then secondly, you want to orient. Now that you've gathered some intel, it's time to process it. How does the information relate to your current situation? Do you see someone following you? Is there an unattended backpack in a crowded area? Understanding the context is key here. Thirdly, is to decide. Based on your observations and orientation, you want to decide on the best course of action. Should you leave the area, confront the suspicious individual, or maybe just keep an eye on them for a while? Finally, it's about taking what you decided and putting it into action. The truth is, the quicker you can cycle through the OODA loop steps, the better your chances of staying safe. So the next obvious question is, how do you develop your situational awareness? Well, the truth is, you need to start by practicing. I've put together four practices you can start implementing right away to sharpen your situational skills. Firstly, make a game of it. Next time you're at a coffee shop or waiting for the bus, try to guess the people's professions or relationships based on their behavior and appearance. In other words, think of yourself as playing Sherlock Holmes. Dr. Anders Ericsson, an expert in expertise development, suggests that a structured practice with clear objectives and feedback is crucial for skill improvement. In other words, you need to set specific goals to practice situational awareness and take the time to self-assess your situational awareness abilities. For example, were your observations in the end right or wrong? And how could you improve upon them the next time around? Secondly, learn to trust and act on your gut feelings. Psychologist Gary Klein's research shows that experienced professionals often rely on intuition to make quick and effective decisions. So in other words, if something feels off, it probably is. 
And if you're wrong, well, it's always better to be safe than sorry. Thirdly, limit distractions. In their book, The Distracted Mind, Ghazali and Rosen emphasize the impact of distractions on our cognitive abilities. In other words, if you're somewhere else, you're not here, and if you're not here, you won't be able to observe and or orient yourself to what may be a potential threat. There is a simple solution to this, especially if you are in an unfamiliar part of the world or an area known for being unsafe. Put your phone down, take out your earbuds, and just observe. It is amazing what you can learn when you're not glued to a screen. Fourthly, and taking a page out of Stoicism, or what they refer to as negative visualization, in other words, consider the worst case scenario. What would you do if a fire broke out right now? Or if someone pulled a weapon on you? Dr. William Irvine, a philosopher and Stoicism expert, recommends this technique for improving decision-making in challenging situations. In other words, thinking through potential crisis can help you respond more effectively in real-life situations. Okay, so now that we have some ideas on how to develop situational awareness, let's talk about applying it in day-to-day -day life. Here I'm going to share with you just a few tips that you can implement into your daily actions right away. Tip one, take note of where the exits are. Whenever you enter a space, especially a building, identify all possible exits so you can quickly leave in case of an emergency. I want to give you an example here of something from my own life. I was once in a hotel and I thought to myself, just based on how the hotel felt, so I was observing and noticing that a few things seemed out of place, that it probably would be a good idea to know where the fire exits are. I went for a walk, found the fire exit, only to be confronted with a closed door. What's the bottom line of that? If a fire broke out in that hotel, there was no way to use the fire exit. So that's just one example there of really understanding how important exits are when we talk about keeping safe. But that was my situational awareness in action. Naturally, the next step was I went down to the hotel lobby. I asked for the head of security and had a discussion with him, which led to them opening the door. I'm going to also say this is not the first time that's actually happened. I've been in other hotels where the fire escape door is open, only to find two floors down that they were doing renovations on that floor and the entire stairwell was completely blocked up. Again, knowing this is crucial beforehand. So it doesn't help finding out that when you now need to escape. It would have been better to have known before it happened. So these are examples of how important it is just to take note of the exits. Tip two, secure your belongings. As someone who's come from South Africa, this seems so obvious to me. But as I'm traveling around the world, I notice that many times people don't apply this. The bottom line is don't leave valuable items unattended or in easily accessible locations. This simple precaution can deter theft or loss. And it's not just about theft or loss. Remember that if suddenly you are confronted by someone stealing one of your belongings, 
that may then escalate into a situation that goes beyond just theft. By not leaving your belongings around, you're ensuring that there isn't a chance for escalation or there isn't a chance where the threat might move from just your belongings being stolen to you having to now actively engage in that threat situation where now your safety is at risk. Tip three, maintaining personal space. This is just something that I do naturally and I feel it is super important. Oftentimes, when somebody wants to do you harm, they will try to get as close to you as they possibly can so that they can eliminate your opportunity to have the time and distance to do something to negate it. So bottom line, create distance if someone is uncomfortably close. You should always prioritize your safety above social norms. Don't worry about hurting someone's feelings. Make the space that's necessary. Think about your safety. This is situational awareness in action. And finally, tip four. Prioritize self-preservation. Now, what I'm about to say isn't all Jason Bourne, but in my experience, this is crucial to keeping safe. If you find yourself in a dangerous situation, your first thought, your first course of action should always be to find a way to remove yourself from that situation that you find yourself in. Don't try to be a hero. Focus always on getting to safety first. Like the old adage goes, sometimes you have to exit, you have to run away to fight another day. This is a perfect example of that. I always make this point to, to my students. You have no idea how quickly a situation can escalate. So what might start off as somebody just looking at you oddly could then turn into push and shove to somebody pulling a weapon and all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation a lot more problematic had you just decided to leave the environment that you found yourself in. And there you go. I hope this has helped you understand situational awareness better. Remember, it's not about being paranoid or living in fear. It's simply about being prepared and making smart choices to keep yourself and those around you safe. And hey, while you're out there honing your situational awareness skills, don't forget to have some fun with it. Who knows, you might just become the next Sherlock Holmes, minus that deer stalker hat, of course. Before I leave you, I want to tell you about three things. Firstly, I am always available for virtual coaching and consulting. Each week, I work with people and organizations from all over the world, helping them develop both their physical responses to personal danger, but equally, and often, the less tangible, softer skills of risk management. If this is something you are keen to explore, feel free to email me at rodney at coachrodneyking.com. Secondly, if you're looking for a way to enhance your inner management to deal more effectively with the stress of everyday life and emergency stress, I highly recommend my online course, Inner Defense. Through the Inner Defense online course, I will teach you how to make optimal decisions in stressful situations, stay calm and focused during the chaos of life and your career, 
respond quickly and efficiently to threats to your inner safety, and how to thrive in an ever-changing world. You can find out more about the course over at www.innerdefense.co. And finally, my Modern Martial Arts membership app, where you can learn all about my approach to modern martial arts. Just head over to www.schoolofcrazymonkey.com. Until next time, stay safe. It's a jungle out there. Until the next episode, get out there and spread some crazy monkey magic. For more information on all things Crazy Monkey, head over to theschoolofcrazymonkey.com.